Have you realized yet that your purpose in life is constantly evolving? The thing is, it can only evolve, grow, and expand to the extent you're willing to do the work to heal. That's why I've created a transformative half-day virtual event designed for purpose chasers who want to integrate their authentic selves in every aspect of their life. Together, we're going to co-create conversations around reflecting on current patterns, amplifying your genuine desires, prioritizing fulfillment over the facade of what you should do, and we'll talk about achieving actual tangible results. I believe our work together will have a profound impact on your life as we break you out of autopilot, scale your potential, and set you up to attract everything you say you desire. Plus, this space will be an enjoyable and supportive environment for new connections with like-hearted purpose chasers from all over the world. Together, we will laugh, dance, and maybe cry, but we'll be doing the work together. If this speaks to your soul and you want to detox and release what's no longer serving you so you can live fully in the pillars of redefining wealth, tickets are currently complimentary for this half day of coaching, training, and co-creating a new blueprint for your heart's desires directly with me. So grab your ticket today at patricewashington.com slash soul detox. That's patricewashington.com slash soul detox. My mission is to build a community that understands that this journey cannot be about chasing money. Hey there, it's Patrice Washington, America's Money Maven and the creator and host of the Redefining Wealth podcast. And this is the final piece to our series. This is part six to our six pillars of wealth, which if you don't know by now is truly for me the foundation of what wealth is. I have been America's Money Maven for nearly a decade and I have made it my mission to go out and teach the masses that becoming wealthy has 100% nothing to do with money. But it does have 100% everything to do with us and our mindsets towards money. And I realized that most of us have been groomed, we've been trained, we've been raised to chase money. But I know firsthand from my own experience that chasing money just wasn't enough. Made a lot of money and then lost it all in the Great Recession. And the journey to rebuilding and becoming who most people know today, America's Money Maven, has for me not been about money at all. It's been about so many other areas of my life where I wanted the well-being and the happiness to fill the void that money just could never fill. So for the last five parts to this series, we've gone through what some of that looks like. We talked about fit, which is becoming your best self. We talked about people, which is about creating relationships that matter, and space, setting up your life to support you, faith, believing in something greater. And the last time we talked about work, and that was living out your life's purpose. And I said this last time, I really believe a lot of financial mismanagement comes from lack of fulfillment. And the more you become fulfilled in these other areas, the easier time you will have with money which is the last pillar. So no, I'm not a fan of chasing money, but I am a raving fan of attracting the prosperity you desire. And I really think that when you bring all of this together, it becomes more of an attraction thing than a running after and chasing thing. My sweet spot over the last decade has been showing people 
how to make and manage and multiply their money masterfully. That's really what I'm good at. But I always felt like I can show you anything about budgets. I can talk to you about investing a little. I can talk to you about credit and debt elimination. But if you don't have some of this foundational stuff down, you're never going to do it because you don't have the right mindset yet. You don't have the right behaviors yet. You're not involved in the right relationships yet. And so it doesn't matter what you learn. It matters, but it really doesn't. Because there's always this disconnect and confusion between knowledge and wisdom. And my goal is to teach you wisdom. But what a lot of people think is because they have knowledge, they have wisdom. Well, with knowledge, you have information. You may have loads of education. But wisdom is knowing how to apply that. And the application piece is where we fall off. And if that application piece is not in check, then you're never going to have the money that you want and desire. You might see it. I've seen it before. I've been rich and broke. I've seen it, but I didn't have the capacity to sustain it. And there's so much that we could talk about with money. But the biggest shift that I really want to make for you, just while I have your ear right now, is to tell you with money, here's the thing that we don't hear enough in the personal finance space. And this is what I want you to really take note of. What you respect will become what you perfect. What you respect will become what you perfect. And you might be going, Patrice, what does that even mean? Listen, as you know, already, I told you I've been all over the place teaching people about money. And I always get asked, what's the greatest lesson I can know about money? And people think I'm going to say something about life insurance or 401k or some savings account. You know, or people like, what do I need to do to get back on track financially? And a lot of people are surprised by my answer. And you might be surprised. But truthfully, again, I think that we've been conditioned to jump into our relationship with money without ever being trained on how to properly acknowledge and honor and respect money. Because think about it, what you have with money, what I have with money is a relationship. And we talked about this a little bit in the people section, but I believe that what you nurture grows. So any relationship that's rooted in acknowledgement and appreciation and trust and honor and respect is bound to be healthier. It's bound to be healthier than any relationship where there's no communication, a lack of interest like this begrudging attitude and almost this downright disdain, right? I mean, if you think about it, I'm married. I've been married almost 10 years. And if you think about it, if you're in a relationship or have been in a relationship or have seen a relationship on TV, you know that you can't only speak to your spouse or people can't only speak to their spouse when they want something or when they need something. And then when they do, it's with this really salty attitude. You have to nurture that. You have to check in with each other. You have to show respect and appreciation in order for you to have the best relationship possible. Like, what if you only checked in on your family, not not daily, not weekly, not even quarterly, but every once in a while, when you got around to it, maybe. You know, so many of us pay our bills based on after everything else is done, maybe I'll get around to saving, or maybe I'll get around to paying this bill off, or maybe I'll... It's a very lackadaisical relationship. There's no intentionality. There's no purpose. There's there's no effort. 
And we've all been there where you only have that friend that checks in with you when they need something. And that doesn't feel good. And I would imagine your money doesn't feel good about that either. And one of the questions I do get asked as well is, okay, so what the heck does respecting money even look like? What does that look like? And I think it's so practical sometimes. We just make things so difficult. And what you'll learn about me as you come back over and over again and you subscribe is that I'm really into practical tips. Like I'm into things that you can turn this device off, whatever device you're listening on, and go and do something and take action right now and see some type of benefit. If not today, definitely in the near future. So when you say, well, what does respecting money look like? If that's the very first piece, but before we can talk about making and managing and multiplying, what does respecting it look like? One thing is maybe just blocking time on your calendar each week or each month just to check in with your money, to really get a handle on what's coming in, what's going out. Why did that change? Where did the shift come from? What can I do better? The same things I have to do with my husband. The same things that I have to do with my daughter. And I get to do that with them more often But just reserving that time to have the conversation, don't you think that that would nurture the relationship a bit? Another thing that I do that people have laughed at, let me tell you, I have been full-blown dressed up to the nines. And one of the things that I do that I believe in, that I teach my daughter to do, and everyone who knows me knows this is how I am, I will be fully dressed, dressed up, full-blown makeup, hair, nails, all that popping. And I will bend over to pick up a penny. Because for some people, it's just a penny. It's just, oh, I'm not going to stop for changing the street. But I really believe that that's telling the universe that money isn't important. Because I don't think the universe distinguishes between denominations of money. That doesn't matter. It's about the respect. And I look at pennies on the street like opportunities in my life. So I don't I've trained myself because I used to be that way. I used to be fearful of, well, what are people going to think? Well, what are they going to say if I stop and pick that up? Do I look desperate? Do I look thirsty? Do I? And I just train myself to believe, no, I look like someone who respects money and I look like someone (laughs) who money loves. Money comes to me because I go to it, right? Like it's, there's an attraction there. But so many people are caught up in what will people think? And I'm I'm telling you, I've been there, so I know. You don't want to stop. You don't, what will people think? But I think about it the same way that I do when there's an opportunity in front of me and I won't just stop and buckle down and do whatever it takes to submit that proposal, to make that call, to send that email and potentially get the opportunity of a lifetime because you never know what's going to happen, right? And I remind myself when I'm tempted to walk past a penny in the airport which now I find quarters and dimes and dollars and $5 bills all the time. My daughter has even found a $10 bill on the street. Like we attract so much money now, but I've trained myself to look at life in the same way. Like if I'm tempted to walk by something because someone's around or because I have a certain thing on or I look a certain way, I say, okay, so what other opportunities, Patrice, are you walking over in your life? Oh, that really starts to shift things. And I keep talking about it, and it's not to brag and boast, but it is so imperative that you understand that so many of the opportunities, the possibilities that will get you to the wealth that you desire will come through relationship, will not be things that you have to go and chase. They will come to you effortlessly. Like, I can't wait for us to keep digging in and unpacking this stuff because I can't wait to read the reviews as you start to incorporate this stuff. Like I, because I don't believe that, I believe in God 
And I don't believe that God is any respecter of person. I believe that these attitudes and these beliefs are what they are. Like, I love what Steve Harvey says. He says, you don't get what you want, you get what you believe. You don't get what you want, you get what you believe. And I love that. And I really think that because this is the way that I believe, because these are some of the little quirky things, or you might call them woo-woo or whatever, but I know how I live. I know what's been attracted. I know that I have walked through doors that I, I'm going to keep it real. At the time, I was not qualified on paper to walk through. I know that. I know that there are people who look at me all the time and go, why is she getting more opportunities or why is she getting the better opportunity or why are they paying her more than they're paying me and I'm more qualified and I'm more this? I truly think that it's because of all this other stuff that I do. It's not the stuff that you can see. It's not social media images. You know, it's not all the stuff that business coaches or these gurus or people will probably lead you to believe. I really think it's the internal work. I think it's the practical stuff like blocking time to nurture the conversation in my family with about money. Like, I think it's about respecting money enough to not walk over any denomination of it, but to pick it up and cherish it and have a little conversation <laughs> with it. That's a whole nother story we'll talk about. Another way that you could respect money is as simple as opening your bills. I know so many people who don't even go to the mailbox. Like your mailman is pissed at you, so tired of your behind because you don't open it because you think it's going to be bills. And I've changed that because when I went through my storm and everyone was sending me collection notices and all this stuff, let me tell you, I didn't want to go to the mailbox either. But I started to reframe that and I started to say, what if there's a surprise check in the mail? Or what if someone wants to offer me an opportunity to cancel some debt? I better run to that mailbox like I know, like I know that's what it is. Like I started to just shift the conversation. And this is what I believe. I think that more money will be the natural byproduct of you cultivating this genuine, mutually respectful relationship. One that doesn't use and abuse or ignore and forget about, but one that shows gratitude and concern every step of the way no matter how large or small the denomination is. Because I'm telling you, it's a byproduct. So when we talked about the fit pillar, when your mind is clear and you've dealt with some of the trauma of your past, the money will come. When you get your physical fitness in order, because right now a lot of us are praying for visions to come to pass, but we don't have the vessel that's prepared to walk into that vision because we're not our best self. We're not healthy yet. But as we begin to get healthy, that'll come. As we begin to attract the right relationships and let go of relationships that don't serve us, then we'll make those divine connections that'll help us create wealth. You know, when we start to clean up that clutter, that physical manifestation of all the stuff that's cluttered in our mind, in our spirit, in our soul, when we start to stay, when we start to save time just by being organized. When we wake up in a space that's beautiful, that gives us peace, that makes us smile, that makes us just happy to be alive one more day, then we can attract the wealth that we want. Then we can attract the money. When we don't chase money, but when we only take opportunities that are in full alignment with who we are, with what we were created to be, with how we were created to show up in this world, then we attract the abundance that we desire. When we walk and work in our life's purpose and we don't allow ourselves to be so unfulfilled that we use buying stuff to fill the void, 
then we can actually sustain the money that we make. There are so many conversations that we can have about money. And again, so many fantastic financial podcasts. But here at Redefining Wealth, we are going to look at all aspects of this because I'm convinced, again, I'm convinced that this journey is just simply not only about money, but the success that we have with money is based on our well-being and our happiness and our intentionality and our peace in all the other areas of our life. And so I cannot wait for you to start to get these interviews. Oh my gosh, it is going down. Some of the most amazing opportunities I've ever had from creating relationships that matter are going to be shared right here on this podcast where you have an opportunity to learn from entrepreneurs and experts and executives and best-selling authors and thought leaders and entertainers and athletes and people who are going to share which one of these pillars, if not all of these pillars, and how they have truly supported them on their journey to success and wealth and living a life that they love. And so stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe. Leave an honest review. I know we're just getting started, but once you go through the pillars and you get the framework for what we're doing here, I would love to hear your thoughts. I would love to read your thoughts. I want to connect with you over at patricewashington.com and I want to connect with you on social media. So I'm everywhere at Seek Wisdom PCW. That's at Seek Wisdom PCW on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And I want you to really stay connected because my mission is to build a community that understands that this journey cannot be about chasing money. I really want to build a community of people who are ready to grow with me. And that means that you too want to live your life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without ever chasing money. So stay tuned because this is only going to get better.